Hello, and as always, welcome back to Running the Table, a podcast all about running and playing tabletop role-playing games. Once again, I'm your host, Keith, and today we'll be covering a topic that uh, comes up quite often in various campaigns and doesn't usually get talked about extensively. Today we're going to be talking about travel. Now, I say that this topic doesn't get talked about extensively, and part of that is that in the most common tabletop role-playing game that is played today, Dungeons & Dragons, there are pretty explicit rules about how to handle traveling if you so choose to. There are even supplementary materials that can be used to create some diverse and entertaining uh, different aspects of travel, some encounters that could be thrown in along the way, or various other things that you can add in to spice up what is otherwise considered to be a very boring aspect of role-playing games. Now that said, I don't necessarily personally consider travel to be a very boring aspect of gameplay. Instead, I find that for many different games and for given characters, Travel is a downtime. Travel is something that people find relaxing. It's it's oftentimes not physically in, engaging or demanding and doesn't have the same flair or panache as, say, a meeting with a high-ranking noble or otherworldly entity. That said, travel is an important aspect of the stories that we tell. I think that many of us are frequently conditioned to you know, gloss over travel in part because mainstream media often does. But I find that travel in and of itself, regardless of how you handle encounters or diversions along the way, or even just everything else that could possibly go wrong, travel is essentially a downtime experience. It is a time for players to let their characters get to know each other. Because, honestly... If you're spending, you know, a week traveling in a caravan with some people that you've fought undead or fought some fey demon thing with, you're going to talk with them about what's going on. You're going to have conversations about, why did you do this thing back there in the city? Why did you, why did you do this? Why did you not take it like this? Or uh, what's, your, what's your goal when you're going at it like that? And I find that I like to encourage, either as a player or as a DM, these kinds of discussions. It can be a very good character-building moment. And travel, given its inherent nature of just walking or riding for a very long time without really doing much else, means that there's room for conversation. And I'd like to see more of people engaging with that kind of conversation in these role-playing games. Travel is honestly about that kind of conversation. And many times what ends up happening is that players want to have these conversations, and they may have them, say, in a tavern or somewhere else, but it can be very beneficial to say, no, 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 this is going on as you guys are walking. This is the travel time. You're having this conversation. And I feel like when the players may not engage with it or uh, come up with that idea on their own, it can be 
something to put on the GM or the dungeon master to say, hey, you know, guys, let's just say this is a walk and talk. This is a moment where you guys are having this conversation and are, you know, continuing on towards your destination or it's happening during the weeks that you travel. And that said, you don't need to fill in all of the time that the players are traveling. You know, if they're going somewhere and it's going to take them three days to travel there, maybe you just have a few conversations here and there, describe stops, and describe some stuff that they might see along the way. Uh, it can be very beneficial or even just fun uh, in various games to just kind of describe the travel scene. Uh, in one example, Monster of the Week, uh, it often takes place in a modern story kind of world or like modern equivalent. Uh, it doesn't have to, but it often does. And as such, you can describe the road trip that the characters are on as they go there. You know, just how people are positioned, what they're doing, what they're listening to, and what the scenery is like as it rolls by, and how often they have to change drivers. And that in and of itself, just a short description about that, can say so much to the players about the kind of world that they're working in. And that can be super important when you're talking about setting the scene and getting people engaged. And so that is something that I think can be done with travel. But beyond that, many games have rules about travel. And one of those is Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons incorporates various rules about what it means to travel between point A and point B for X number of days. They have speed and vehicle uh, limitations. They have what you can carry, how much it would cost. Uh, and all of these, though, because it is Dungeons & Dragons, are guidelines. That said, that doesn't mean that you need to necessarily ignore them. Uh, the rules that are outlined in many of the Dungeon Master materials for travel and the player's handbook for travel can be used to extrapolate and expand on what would go on in your world. One of the ones that I have done in the past that is a fun example is maybe the, the travel itself doesn't need, you know, it doesn't cost anything from to walk between two cities. But it is time-consuming. And as such, your players may not have budgeted the amount of materials they need to camp, maintain fires, have food, etc., etc. And you can play with that in so many ways. You can throw encounters at them. You can put them in scary areas. You can make them through a series of poor checks lose the path that they're on. And if they lose the path they're on, who knows where they may end up. But again, encounters aren't necessary for travel. When it comes down to it, you can always just have a moment where, you know, they, they want to travel from point A to point B, and you can if you don't have anything prepared and there's nothing really for them to talk about just describe it as, it's an uneventful journey, you guys have some stops along the way, and you chat between each other. You can feel free to have that conversation now, or later if you'd rather, but 
you just kind of grow a little bit closer together as people. You get to know a little bit more about each other. So share something, or don't if you don't feel like it, but roleplay a little bit of what travel was like, and then we're just there. And you don't even need to do that. If you really want to, you can just say, and two weeks later, with minimal like interaction with each other, you guys are at the other city. Now, that seems a little bit lazy to me, but at times it can be necessary to just kind of drive that story forward. For instance, many areas don't, many games being run as adults don't have that kind of time to devote to the growth that can be experienced during travel when it could be devoted towards growth experienced as part of the story. And so you kind of have to make this balancing call on your own as a DM. Is it worth it for people to experience the genuine interactions that might arise as they're traveling together? Or is it more valuable to just kind of time skip and get on with the story? It really depends on what kind of time frame you have for your campaign and for the session that you're running. But... There's more to even just that. Uh, travel can be expanded upon by various encounter booklets or various things that you might just want to insert as possible things that could appear. You can always give them, say, random traders or random monsters on the road, but I find that it's more engaging for the players to describe major landmarks as they go. Let them have, you know, a day where... Oh, well, you're just walking, and, you know, it's kind of a rolling hills type scenario. You're not able to see much past the trees, but as you mount uh, late at night or late in the evening, as you mount the last crest of a hill, off in the distance you can see a stone tower. It doesn't seem to be on the road that you're on, but it does lie less than uh, a mile to the south of it. Now they've got something that's, well, you know, maybe we can check that out if we want to, or we could just leave it be and ignore it. And if they do check it out, this is where the ad lib, or maybe even if you want to prepare something for it, a prepared dungeon could be. And it could be an optional side quest that maybe sidetracks them from something monumental that was happening when they would have arrived. All in all, there's a lot that you can do with travel more than just a time skip. And I want to see and really enjoy when people play with that space. It can be room for role play, room for side quests and dungeons, or room for generic encounters. But again, time skips or fast travel isn't necessarily bad. Because again, travel is inherently a little dull. But I would hesitate to just say, and you're there. I would instead urge DMs especially um, to focus on what, well, DMs and GMs, I mean, to focus on what happened, what is it like, set the scene a little bit. Give them that room to play and roleplay a little bit more than just you're there. Give them the scene of everybody riding horses or walking along together as other people pass them on the road. Or even, maybe, you know, 
chartered a, a wagon or a boat and they're sailing together or they're they're riding along together and playing little games or passing the time however they do. Something as simple as that can add a little bit and allow people to add some flavor to their character as well. Because maybe, maybe their character, to pass the time, starts to engage people in games of 20 questions with the explicit idea of sussing out all of their hidden little secrets that they can exploit later. You don't know. But setting the scene alone can often be enough to give your players room to come up with their own ideas of what's happening as they travel. All in all, I, I would say that traveling, despite the numerous rules that many games may have about it, can be a moment where you can insert any sort of characteristic or fun side adventure into your campaign. Now that said, some games have even more rules around them that maybe even make it more likely that characters, or rather players, would like to see something, you know, happen as they're traveling. For instance, Shadowrun allows you to customize your vehicles to such an extent, it seems a little bit of a waste to not let a player use their character's vehicles occasionally, especially in a world that is sort of a, a cyberpunk fantasy like Shadowrun is. If you have this awesome motorcycle that you never get to ride, why did you spend the money on it? You're going to get a little frustrated. Now, if your motorcycle becomes of the utmost importance, because of your getaway vehicle getting damaged and now you've got to ferry people around on your motorcycle or get them quick to a jet or something, that's a fun thing. And so other games you may have to adapt and turn traveling itself into its own encounter. Maybe there's not encounters on the way, but the act of traveling is an event. Regardless of how you do it, travel has a lot more room for growth and various opportunities to kind of make your campaign and your game your own. To give players the chance to roleplay or to showcase their cool vehicles or even just setting the scene as they come up on the next town. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Running the Table. Uh, we discussed a little bit about the general idea of travel. And I would love to hear what some of your thoughts are on how you handle travel in your games. Regardless of if that's Dungeons & Dragons or any other tabletop role-playing game. Well... Thank you for listening to this episode of Running the Table on Travel and Travel Rules. Next episode, we will be discussing a new story. So, if you've got story suggestions that you would like to hear, please send them to rttpodcast at gmail.com or comment or DM Running the Table on either Twitter or Facebook. And as always, good luck running your own tables. I hope you all have fun.